Welcome to the Handle with Care podcast, a place where we discuss self-care, spirituality and everything in between. If you're new, make sure to check out the blog and follow the Instagram for all our weekly Moonday insights. I hope you enjoy this episode and please feel free to let me know. Namaste. Welcome back to the Handle With Care podcast and you can thank Mercury that this is being recorded because it is all over my friends. The retrograde has gone direct. If you are not into astrology and couldn't give a toss about Mercury and what he's up to up there in that sparkly black ceiling, then this is not the episode for you, my friends, because we are gonna get knee deep into Mercury in this episode. I want you to know Mercury like you know the inside of your fridge so that we can finish this episode, this crash course in Mercury, the planet, all knowing of how it impacts us, according to astrology, of course, meaning that the next time we find ourselves in that famous Mercury retrograde, that we are just going to ride that wave like we are the ocean. So I'm going to get real with you all here and I am going to share with you shit about Mercury that you need to know. I'm going to share with you how Mercury influences me so that you can compare and contrast and understand your Mercurian influence a little bit deeper. So we're going to be talking star signs, we're going to be talking astrology and we're going to be talking collectively and individually and at the end of this podcast at this get to know Mercury like you know the back of your hand. I'm going to hit you with some real guidance to help you align with this new energy that is Mercury going direct. Awesome. So if you're still with me, you're interested in astrology, you want to know Mercury, you want to know what all this fuss is about, because let's be honest, Mercury has gotten himself a bit of a bad reputation, has he not? It is during that famous time, that Mercury retrograde, that all these memes just pop up everywhere and everything goes up the left in terms of like communication and conversations and this, that and the other. And you're going to hear over and over again if you're around people in any way inclined to the stars. Mercury retrograde, oh, it's happened again, Mercury retrograde, and it has literally become this, like, this thing, and you know what, I have found that there's still a lot of unknownness, is that a word? It is now, unknownness around the Mercury retrograde, and, you know, there was, there was a night during the retrograde where I was out, and so many people who just happened to know me, and know that I'm into astrology, asking, what the F is Mercury retrograde? Like, wh- why is it such a big deal? Why, do- why does all this stuff happen? What are these memes are about? So, why not? Why, obviously, 
this episode is happening. Obviously, we need to know. Um, And I'm here to give you that information. So no matter who you are listening to this, you can take away this information about Mercury, the planet, and how its energetic um, influence actually will have an influence in your life. But also how Mercury might influence you at a very, very deep level that's going to be individual to you. And in order to know that, you do need to do one thing, either now, before I go any further, you know, pause this episode, or at the end, and you can revisit it. And all it is, is to know your birth chart, your natal chart, according to astrology. And some of you probably know what that is already, I'm guessing if you're listening to this. But if you don't, your natal chart is simply like a screenshot of the sky, okay? A map of every single star, constellation, planet in that moment, the moment that you were born. And this is what astrology is all about. It is not one star sign which is typically your sun sign the sun is a star hence where we get the the even ward you know star sign from um yes we are so much more complex than you know one sign we are not limited to one sign um that is a huge misconception that anyone thinks of astrology of that it's it's simply not astrology is basically the influence of the planets on earth and the people that are on the earth um so it's very very interesting but this natal chart this snapshot of the sky it shows where the planets fall and that is in what constellation what zodiac constellations that they fall in and just to put it in really basic terms okay the planets have a particular influence as I already touched upon, Mercury is communication. And according to the zodiac constellation that that falls into in your chart, it's going to have something to say about, you know, how you like to communicate. Um, Let's look at Venus, Venus, planet of love. Where that falls in your chart is going to have a little something, something to say about how you like to love, if you get me. And even like, Venus it's not just the planet of love it's also got to do with like things like how you love yourself you know self-love and all those um lovely essential things in life like the kind of food that you're into the kind of um those kind of things that really you know mm, they just they feel really really good um so your Venus will have something to say about that even like even how you spend money in a way so all the all the planets they have different influences but this episode is all about mercury okay let's close this confusion once and for all so that's my spiel as I always do and you know what apologies in advance if I do get spiely spiely in this episode uh, because this is just pouring out of me I've made a couple of notes you know to share but I just feel so called to really get this across um, and I know it's needed and you know what when I think back to a couple of years ago and I experienced 
consciously my first Mercury retrograde and what I mean by that is obviously we all experience Mercury retrograde but sometimes we're just pretty unconscious to it as it as in the energetic influence we don't understand why these things are happening but when I when I was more or less awake to the influence of the planets I wish I had this podcast I wish I could have listened to a 30-40 minute episode on what it all means so yeah I just want to give that to you know younger me and anyone else who has recently just discovered astrology and just a little bit confused about it all or even if you're just you know interested cool so let's get into it I'm gonna I'm gonna try and slow down my pace excuse me and take a little a little sip Mm. love a good tea so here are some facts about mercury in general just to give you a little bit of uh, history to the planet mercury is the closest planet to the sun and it's also the smallest planet of our entire solar system you know since pluto got demoted pluto if you're listening you will always be a planet to me Mercury is one of five planets visible to the naked eye, from planet Earth that is, and others are Venus, Mars, Jupiter and Saturn. And each of these guys have big influences on our natal charts, like I said. Um, there are 88 Earth days in a year on Mercury and the length of one day in Mercury is about 59 Earth days. So I know what you're thinking. You could do it taking a day on Mercury off to self-care, right? Yeah, me too. Mercury, the planet, is actually named after the messenger of the Roman gods. And I believe he was also known as Hermes in Greek mythology. And this is because of the speed in which Mercury orbits the sun. It is a very, very speedy planet. And... It is correlated with the speed in which the Roman deity was able to deliver messages. So if any of you guys watched um, Hercules as a kid, this might ring some bells. So yeah, Mercury is the smallest planet, you know, after Plano. But please don't judge him by his size because he is, like I said, a speedy speedy devil and he literally puts you know more rings uh, around the sun than goths do on their fingers shout out to my goth listeners I wish I had long fingers because when I try to you know decorate these fingers with lots of rings I literally look like I just have sausage hands <laughs> so yeah speedy planet basically and the sun in astrology, you know, your sun sign is what you will typically know as your star sign here in the West. But that just governs our self-expression. And I don't mean just like, oh, it, it just governs, you know, our personality. Of course, that's a big, big, big influence. But Mercury is actually the planet that puts our solar vibes into actual words. So, if we didn't have Mercury, we would have all this personality on the inside and it, it no one would know about it because Mercury is, li- is like 
the vessel, the translator. Mercury is the language in which we speak and use and embody. So Mercury is both written and verbal language and communication is this planet's main domain. So where Mercury falls for you in your birth chart will be the way that you organize information, synthesize, um, transfer data. And equally, this also governs, you know, mobile devices, scheduling, transportation, um, as Mercury is that communicational thing. That's why it affects so many electronical things because anything digital electronical is what is it for? It's usually for communication, you know, online activity, social platforms. Hence why half the social platforms, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, they always, always get a little bit out of whack during that famous uh, Mercury retrograde. So, Generally speaking, this sippy little planet that is Mercury, it hangs out in a zodiac sign for about three weeks at a time. You know, just chilling. And when you pay attention to this, you will undoubtedly notice a difference in how you are communicating and receiving data. Do you ever go through like a funk, like a bit of a funk and you're thinking what is up with my words like I I literally just can't get my words out right or I'm stumbling over my words and I'm at the end of my sentence before I'm even at the middle take a look at where mercury is and maybe just maybe it's in a sign that's not so compatible with where mercury falls in your birth chart so although it hangs about in a zodiac sign for about three weeks at a time during that notorious retrograde period there is a time when mercury can stay in a sign for up to nine weeks or it can kind of pivot between two signs which is massive you know it's three times of what it usually does and it it passes earth in its orbit as well and if you want to understand this kind of more at a um factual level uh, catch my blog last week because I explained this in really easy to understand terms because Mercury it doesn't actually move backward it doesn't technically move in a retrograde but it looks that way to us from earth and that's where this huge influence come from comes from it's almost an illusion and that's really interesting because it's during Mercury retrograde where our illusions are illuminated and we can see them for what they are, um, which is quite beautiful, but it's quite, um, you know, what's the word? Uh, serendipitous? I don't know. It's just, it's quite, quite nice. Um so this is kind of why Mercury has got itself a bit of a bad reputation, you know. Um, but being aware of it is a blessing. It really is. Because when you're aware, you accept much more easily that you just need to stop what you're doing, 
put on the brakes and just be, accept, allow and let go. Because think about it on the flip side and you're not aware of it. All these things happen, all this stuff just goes, but, 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 and you are left in the middle, like, what is going on? Oh my God, I don't know why everything's falling apart and I have no control over it. Whereas when you are woke to the retrograde and you're anticipating it with open arms, you're kind of like, right, I am ready. I've done everything I need to do and now I'm just going to ride this wave. I cannot wait to just let go, let go, let go. I am ready for whatever Mercury retrograde throws at me and I am going to do all the things that this energy is asking me to do. I'm going to reflect, review, redo, reorganize, redefine, reawaken, rekindle those lovely relationships and friendships. And you know, it's it's in Mercury retrograde where people find closure and answers to questions that they've been asking for a long time. Revelations happen. And I could keep going with the RE wards as well. If you missed my Instagram story, or really my Instagram rant, um, I talked about all the things that you should do during Mercury Retrograde, and they all start with the letters RE. You know, really easy to remember, Retrograde, RE wards. Things like recuperate, rewire, rewrite relearn all those things so you get the idea and you know back to that back to that person who isn't aware or isn't accepting or isn't flowing with the retrograde isn't going backwards inwards isn't doing those things when we don't stop and when we reject this energy that is so 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 powerful the universe has a funny, not so funny way of making that happen regardless. You know what I'm saying? You've been there before. Sometimes the earth can literally rip away the ground from your feet. And that is when Mercury is being like, bitch, you need to listen. You need to stop what you're doing and listen to this energy. Y'all need to reflect, okay? You're not letting go. You're not flowing. (laughs) You know what I'm saying. If we don't flow, we're forced to. But see it as a blessing. You know, it is a beautiful time. It is basically the universe shedding your skin, washing your eyes, and asking you to look at your life from a much bigger, flipped, inward perspective with a lot less baggage. Mercury is not about the material. Mercury is about you. Are you happy? Where are you going wrong? What actions do you really need to take to become more aligned with your soul's calling? You know, are you speaking your truth? What do you need to redo and redesign? What things have you missed, overlooked? What things have you not confronted? What things have you buried that you need to dig up 
and really work on and how does this all look now at the end so truth be told I'm actually quite sad it's over well for the most part I really enjoyed it I've enjoyed the pause and the breathing although I did get a bit of a curveball through at me at the end there it was like you know you think Mercury retrograde is over and you think you won it and then right at the end she blows up in your face or rather he masculine energy but you you know what I'm saying yeah I got hit at the end there um, but it's all good it's all good we need to learn these lessons Um, I'll share with you in a little bit actually um, my experience but yeah a lot actually happened for me you know um during the retrograde and I did I did um mention it in my blog last week too because I only bloody went and seen a hypnotherapist I know a QHHT therapist to be exact and I didn't know what that meant either it stands for quantum healing hypnosis technique so it doesn't really get any more mercury retrograde than that and I honestly believe that because I was so accepting of this energy and I was so willing to give it my all and I was ready for whatever the universe threw at me and I was ready to do the deep inner work that out of nowhere these opportunities arised. Like this is only one thing that happened to me during the retrograde and we were talking like a couple of weeks that was going on and this was at the very beginning as well. So I had this uh quantum healing hypnosis session and we lived some really deep historic past lives and it gave me a lot of closure in this lifetime and I could understand from a much deeper place some of the issues that I face um due to my karma you know karmic ties different um acceptance and commitment issues that I have so all of a sudden made so much sense and the thing is like we can have these issues that are deep within us these you know tendencies that we have without any explanation in this lifetime as to why we have it you know our parents could love us growing up but we could carry around this like worn deep feeling of being uncared for and sometimes it is a karmic thing a karmic imprint and a lesson uh, a teaching that you really really need to receive in this lifetime in order to shift the karmic pattern and that is why mercury retrograde is so powerful because the energy is pushed inward everything is reflected and everything is you know interpersonal and that's when you can do that really deep work so yeah I received this um hypnotherapy session and it was incredible because once you can understand the issues and the karmic patterns that you have in this lifetime that you can't seem to understand from this lifetime all of a sudden you have closure and all of a sudden you can accept and all of a sudden you can move forward. It's kind of like, why am I this way? Oh, okay, now I understand. Oh, okay. Well, I don't need to be that way in this lifetime because, 
you know, I'm not experiencing those things anymore. So I'm just going to put that to bed now. And it's wonderful. It's like, yeah, it's like shedding a skin. The weight has been lifted. Um, And if you would like to hear more about what QHHT is, slide into my DMs and I shall make note for another podcast episode. It is incredibly interesting. Um, And yeah, awesome. So that is, that is what Mercury Retrograde is all about. Um, and before we go straight into the Mercury going direct energy, which we are into right now, I do really want you to understand why this has such an impact and why Mercury even influences communication in the first place. Why? All the whys. Because when we can understand we can decide whether or not the this information is truth for us. And if it is, amazing. Because if astrology works for you, then you can use it to self-care in so many ways. I literally only found astrology like two years ago and I have been obsessed ever since. Can you tell? It has brought me so much clarity. It has given me so much space and closure and understanding of not only me as a person but of kind of consciousness and it is thread throughout so many things it's thread throughout human design sacred geometry it's found in hinduism buddhism it's found in the aztecs it's found in the egyptians it's even found in christianity in parts you know and it is it's everywhere it's everywhere when you look for it i mean just look up at the sky it's it's wow is 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 what it is is wow (laughs) and you know I'm not here to say astrology is for everyone because it's not everyone's on different paths and I truly believe when you find something that speaks to you and resonates deep within your core and you know it to be true for you use it use it for you because that is going to help you in your dharma in your life purpose in your life journey in this lifetime so in astrology every single planet lords over a zodiac sign and all that means is every single zodiac sign has a ruling planet and generally speaking it goes both ways okay so um for example aries is a fire sign and its ruling planet is mars Mars, the planet of war, fire, heat, masculine energy. And Aries does have some of that energy because that is its ruling planet. So things associated with fire, with um, directness, direct communication, um, things that are, you know, it, fiery it doesn't always have to mean you know um feisty it can mean you know like passionate like I want to feel on fire like I want to feel electric alive that falls into Aries so that is what gives Aries energy um but then it works the other way as well so Aries is the youngest star sign of the zodiac and um 
it in that sense it's very explorative you know if you're into the tarot think of the fool card Aries is very like oh what's this oh a butterfly I'll go over here oh oh I want to try something new oh I've never seen that before oh let's go there oh what are you doing today so Mars is going to be influenced by that as well um according to your birth chart so that's an example so when we look at Mercury um if it for if it falls into uh, Aries your communication style will have that Aries energy so that actually is the case for me my Mercury falls into Aries and that means I tend to make quick decisions very direct and straightforward in speech I have a bit of an innocent charm, you know, like that young star sign, like, oh, quite playful. Um, And apparently I can easily motivate others with my enthusiasm. Aries is very enthusiastic. I can't help it. I am so freaking positive. And it is one of the wonderful signs, or sorry, traits of Aries. But it can also mean that I am partial to a bit of a heated dispute. I can be impatient and yeah you know perfect is boring so if you do want to understand mercury at a deeper level again look at it in your birth chart we could add another layer to this and that would be the houses in your birth chart Um, and I don't want to get too deep but I'll basically touch upon it because when you do look at your birth chart you'll be like what does this mean you didn't talk about the houses but basically when you look at the chart it's like a map and it's a big circle and there's all these little windows or what's they're basically commonly referred to as houses and all the houses are like an added layer to the matrix okay the houses will each have a zodiac sign in them and you might have three planets in one or like no planets in another one or like one planet in one and the houses are positions okay so for example house number eight position number eight it is it's got Scorpio energy and it is all about you know intensity um the unknown mysteries it's got like a bit of a a curious energy to it um it's it rules birth death sex transformation mysteries things like that so all the different houses you know again different things you've got like karmic life history past emotions family, relationships, education, blah, 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 blah. Um, so yes, for me, my Aries and Mercury actually fall into that eighth house. I am speaking so quickly. Can you feel the Aries? Can you feel the energy? But yes, it falls into the eighth house for me. And of course, it's no wonder that I'm into all those things. I'm into the unknown, the occult, conspiracies, investigations, witchcraft and all that stuff. But it also means that I like research, you know, the house of the unknown. I like to know things. So yes, believe it or not, you're listening to me harp on about astrology and spirituality and self-care. But 
I actually have um, a Bachelor of Arts honours degree in creative expressive therapies and psychology and a master's degree in cultural management and I've worked in a variety of private settings for both mental health and arts and culture but through all of this I have found or rather I have witnessed and kind of seen through what was into supernatural occult and spiritual threads that are woven throughout every single aspect of the work that I experienced of my life in those positions and most importantly in the lives of others especially when I worked in mental health um so I couldn't ignore that I was already doing this deep work and in the middle of that I found something that was even deeper and while I'm spilling my life guts out here I may as well mention um that curveball that was threw at me at the end of the retrograde and for me that was accepting that I am different and I don't mean to sound like my 14 year old emo self like oh no one gets me no I mean in my thinking in in what I can see between the lines in my own you know sacred uh geometry and my brain patterns my lifestyle and my views on the world and existence my personality pretty much my everything is simply different to the collective like I'm guessing you are as well like I'm guessing you relate to this because if you're listening to this very niche podcast chances are you fall in that category as well I mean, how many spiritual, witchy, plant-based crystal mothers do you know? If you know what I mean. And the lesson for me is that, well, basically what was illuminated to me was that my being different is really challenging for some people with close karmic ties to me, you know, those people close to home. And this friction creates a bit of a mirror where me being my authentic self upsets others and in turn the upset of others upsets me. So I'm really learning to you know smash that mirror and be more myself without carrying the heavy judgment and criticism of others. And you know when I look back to being when I've been my most authentic and I mean really authentic, when I've done spoken word poetry that has been super, super real to the core, I have had some of the most overwhelming positive feedback in my life. You know, when I done art installations um, that were really, really embodied different um, forms of mental illness, so many people, um, that I didn't even know who who had been to my exhibitions really you know went out of their way to tell me how much I had touched their lives and that was powerful to me but at the same time it was always those people either close to home or with close bonds to me close ties almost attached to me in a kind of karmic way 
that didn't get it and that they got upset and that they they were hurt or they were threatened and that was that was difficult for me because at one end I'm you know touching the lives of others and then at the other end I'm you know creating friction and upset and things like that and if you're relating to this I want to say that I feel for you and if any of this come up for you in that Mercury retrograde you are not alone because I'm not the only one you know I've been really surprised with what I have heard of people going through in you know circles close to um, me and the online community that I'm part of and also in my you know social life the things that people have you know been awoken to the past couple of weeks are of a similar nature and this um you know trend of the judgment of others and the criticism for being who you are is freaking worldwide at the minute and it is difficult like I honestly feel at a global level there is this weird shift happening between the masculine and feminine and you know things are being questioned and it's getting quite extreme at either end of the scale but then there's also this like weird shift in energy where things are really 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 being tested um so yeah if you relate to any of what I just said please let me know because I would freaking love to know and you know at this point it only feels right to say a huge thank you to you to the listener of the Handle With Care podcast because it's still a baby this whole hub is still a baby Handle With Care and while I have big visions for this space I can only do so much and I just want to thank you all for being so patient from the bottom of my heart because this is a niche network okay and these topics are hardly in the daily mail if you know what I mean like these topics are not you're not gonna talk about this on the bus you're not gonna talk about this you know while you're in the queue at Tesco Um, and we haven't even broke the surface yet I really want to dig deep with Handle With Care. I want to discuss self-care in every single facet, through every lens in serious depth. I want to do a Mercury. I want to do a Mercury on self-care and pull it all apart and show you every little fibre that it is made of and all the different ways that you can mesh it back together again. So yeah, I'm aware that Handle With Care is an active every day because I have a job, like some of you are going to know, a lush job, wink wink, that takes up most of my week. And of course, I need to practice what I preach as well. But I love sharing these sacred forms of self-care with you all so, so, so much. And you know, I have so much to give and so much to say and I really want to make things happen you know I want to make I want to make people think and consider and question so yeah thank you for your patience and thank you for your support and as always please do let me know what you think of the podcast um so back to mercury um 
yeah, of course, with my placement in Aries, I'm fascinated with all that's unexplored, mysterious, taboo, and secret, and psychological. I really do love to know the motivation behind what people do. Um, So, if you find some enlightenment when you look at your chart and where Mercury is, please tell me, because I freaking love this shit, like, if you look at your birth chart, and you see Mercury is in, uh, Taurus, and you realize that how you communicate is really, really, you know, grounded, and you, you think before you speak, and nice and calm, and, you know, you, you like to talk over dinner, and, you like your communication to be, you know, meaty and have real substance and, and you don't care about the goss, you don't, you're not so, like, uh, chatty in that way, you just like, to, you know, the chilled vibes and the nice, easy conversations, then, and that speaks for you, and all of a sudden, you're like, oh my gosh, I understand me, at such a deeper level, tell me, cool. So Mercury rules Virgo and Gemini. So if you have a big Virgo and Gemini influence on you in your chart, if you know it's your sun sign, moon sign or ascendant, Mercury is always going to be a big person in your life because um, that is basically what gives you your energy. So communication is massive for you. Um, And Gemini is the chat and Virgo is the analytical aspect. So now you know the secret, okay, of all those chatty Geminis in your life. Now you know who give them the gift of the gab. It was Mercury all this time, I know. Um, And analytically speaking, the Virgo aspect of mercury this is kind of like how you process things so you know do you throw things in a pile or are you more of a Marie Kondo type person folding neatly are you a visual person are you an audible person you know mercury is going to have something to say about this without a doubt and yeah it kind of makes a lot of sense I mean like literally think of the Gemini's in your life the chat the charm I swear any Gemini that I know could literally sell a Frappuccino to a barista. They are so charming and also a great sense of humor too. Um, So yeah, and then think of the Virgo. Virgos are quite methodical. Virgos are, you know, they like structure, structure and order and thinking and they're quite analytical when it comes to um, those things. So Mercury is basically the social director of your birth chart Um, and Mercury will have a massive influence on your relationships with friends, siblings, co-workers, neighbours, all those good guys. Mercury is essentially, you know, how they're going to understand you um, through whatever sign it falls into for you. And if you really yearn for more satisfying interactions with your fellow earthlings, please let Mercury be your guide because uh, you can really tap into whatever energy that Mercury has for you and things will flourish. Communication will get clearer when you understand better how you communicate. So for example, 
um, that's not related to me. I feel like I talked a lot about me in this podcast. Haha. <laughs> um, Mercury, if it falls into, say, Cancer, the the nurturing Cancer, the mothering energy of Cancer, you might crave friends who are loyal who are caring, who are really into their emotions. You know, you don't want no vanilla friends. You want every single flavor and you will want really emotional bonds with your friends. You're going to want people who you can go to and, you know, screech in front of and, you know, who you can talk to deeply at a deep level and about your feelings. And you'll also want friends with a proper loony sense of humor because God do I love a cancer? Cancers are hilarious. They're so wacky. And um, yeah, let me think. Who's a cancer? Um, uh, Jim Carrey. You know that loony guy, Jim Carrey, comedian, uh, Canadian comedian, who is also recently woke. If anyone's been following Jim Carrey, yeah, he's gone on a a path to enlightenment. Um, but yeah, he's a cancer. Uh, quite a few comedians are. Um. Robin Williams, bless his soul, R.I.P. What a beautiful, beautiful man, soul that he was. Um, he was a cancer. So again, there's a beautiful example of someone who is both hilarious, caring, loyal, artistic. Cancers do love the arts, um, but who is also very, very emotional you know, um, it is what it is, you know, when you actually look at the archetype of cancer, the crab that goes into the water, into their emotions, and then back out, they go in and back out, they bring emotions into their waking life, they're very, very reflective creatures, and they, they only work from a reflective place, because crabs never crawl too far from the shore, So that's enough about individual influences of Mercury, okay? I hope this has given you enough substance into understanding really um, how Mercury influences you on an individual level. And hopefully when you look at your bear chart now, you'll be able to go, ah, okay, falls into this sign. I'm going to read about this sign um, through a communicational lens to understand me. And then at a deeper level, you can look it up. It falls into this house and this house means this thing. Okay, so I communicate in this way and in this style. And this house is where I really need to communicate more. Amazing. So collectively, for everyone, collectively, mythologically, astrologically, spiritually speaking, Mercury's action is, how I kind of touched upon, to take apart and put everything back together again. We're talking Virgo, okay? Mercury is definitely an opportunistic planet and it is very detached from the material. It's curious and Mercury is all curious inwardly. So now that the Mercury retrograde has ended... All of that taking apart has ended. But now we got all these pieces everywhere. Literally, we have spilled the rice. People, clean up on aisle four. There is grains of rice everywhere. 
and we need to pick them all up. And you might pick them up one at a time, or you might get the hoover. But that is what we need to do. So it's kind of like, I mean, in a way, it's like the first sip of coffee in the morning. Mm, I mean, yes, we have gone out of the fuzz. You know, when you wake up and you're like, oh my God, what's happening? I am so fuzzy again, get out of bed, I'm gonna wash, I'm gonna clean, I'm gonna make the bed. And then you have your cup of coffee and you're like, oh my God, everything makes sense. You look in the mirror and you're like, whoa, I need to sort this out. (laughs) So yeah, we get to shake off this post retrograde tired and suddenly everything's starting to get smooth. You know, there's an easiness in the air. Things are a little bit easier and everything is starting to fall into place. Communication, travel, relationships are all getting a little less tense. It's not the flick of a switch, of course. There, there is a buffer time. We're currently still in the buffer, this new emerging energy. And I, I really want to encourage you to just buff with the buffer if you know what I mean. So take things slow and just start picking up those pieces. The post Mercury retrograde week is like a cool down period yeah. So things aren't quite back to normal but oh thank goodness they have absolutely reached peak conflict and confusion and now we're starting to see clearly again. The sky is getting nice and blue and some of that glorious sun is coming through so of course you know you're going to experience this slightly differently to the person next to you back to that individual level but for everyone you know generally speaking things have absolutely been brought to the light and now it is time to plan okay now is the time to realign because before now we were all over the place okay and it was beautiful it was a glorious chaotic mess things were everywhere and all that stuff that was hidden we find it and now we need to decide what we're gonna do we're gonna do a Marie Kondo I love Marie Kondo does it spark joy no get rid okay this is what we're gonna plan So in this buffing time that we're in, this week, next week, we really need to sit down with everything that has been brought to our attention, with everything that we've learned over the past couple of weeks and decide how to move forward. We understand now that we don't want that job. That position isn't for us. I don't like this thing in my life anymore. This person has to go. This is not working for me. This is draining me of my energy. I don't know what I'm doing with this. Do I need this? No. Okay. I am now going to make a plan to move forward. And that is what it's all about. So this energy that we're in right now is the planning. Okay. Evaluating. We are going to decide how we move forward. Because that is literally what it's about. Why would why would we have this huge retrograde and then just expect everything to suddenly miraculously, you know, be better? The retrograde showed us what was wrong and where the work needed to be done. And that's its job. That's Mercury's job is done. Mercury was all like, hello, 
this is not working for you goodbye and now we're kind of left here like oh, okay shit what do we do what do we do so you have to really think about it and plan and then in the following week it is time to really go direct and it is time to take those steps and just move get the move on and just create change in your life if you don't nothing's gonna change and I mean what was that retrograde even for you know like what are you gonna do now so I'm gonna list out this advice in simple terms okay first thing you need to do is find out what time you were born and just go already and discover your bloody natal chart would you would you please and if you've already done it before and you forget it would you revisit it please do it for me go on (laughs) um and if you don't know where to do this I mean there's hundreds of generators online uh if in doubt use the old school astrology site that is cafe astrology it's awesome pretty old school but like can't really go wrong with it and that is cafe astrology.com I will leave a little link in the show notes and on the blog there's even an option on there if you don't know what time you were born so no sweat you'll still find out um where the planets should fall um I think usually the time of birth will have a bigger influence on the houses you know rather than the planets um but yeah, it'll still give you an, an overview. Cool. So then do that. Look at your chart. And secondly, find out where Mercury falls. And look at the qualities of that zodiac sign, um, of that constellation, in reference to how you communicate, how you process data, what topics you're interested in. And, and if you've got any other planets in there as well think about that and if you've got mercury paired with mars or paired with venus you might be very fiery or you might need to communicate through love you know have a little think um and then thirdly just have another little reflect over the past few weeks and make some connections Chances are you probably know what your lessons are already because it was a powerful couple of weeks and you can't really hide from it when Mercury shows up. It's like, yo, (laughs) y'all need to work on this. So I'm guessing you already know what it is that you need to work on. But just have a little reflect over it anyway. Maybe, you know, do some automatic journaling. I love that. You know, you just write, write, write what comes to you. Or, you know, just list some keywords, some key things that happened and key things that you discovered. Just so that they are really in your mind and it really helps you concentrate on it. Even meditate on it, you know. Um, it doesn't need to be a big thing. You can do it in 20 minutes. Um, beautiful. And once you've kind of done that, it's time to plan. So fourth thing to do, make your plan of action. And I don't mean you literally need to sit down and plan every single day for the next month or for the next six months to a year and think, I'm going to do this, this, this and this. It can be really loose. You can simply plan to, okay, I have discovered that the gym no longer works for me. It triggers me. It's not good. So I am going to make a plan to meet 
yoga classes and go to yoga classes so I am now gonna pencil that in my forthcoming plan or it could even be that okay so Mercury Retrograde has shown me that I really need to embrace self-love and self-acceptance so moving forward I am now going to incorporate small practices of self-care into my everyday and that's what I'm gonna do or it could be that that job situation and now you need to make a plan about how you're gonna leave your job or how you're gonna change your job or you know what you're gonna bring to your job to make it different and you know fix what needs done perhaps it's that book that you're writing or that blog that you're creating or um, something to do in that sense maybe that paper that you're writing if you're in university and you're thinking okay I realize that this is this is not what I'm supposed to do this topic is wrong this isn't the way I'm supposed to get this data this research is not going to plan it is now time to make a new plan beautiful and then finally the last thing that you need to do in this new mercury direct energy and you know potentially the most important thing is you need to set some damn good intentions okay and these intentions need to incorporate your core desired feelings the power of intentions are crazy good okay and I mean when they come from a really um, core place of feeling, of intuitive feeling and desired feeling, that is where magic happens. And you know, we are emotional creatures. I mean, we are literally the species to create concepts and dream and have ideas. And you know, all of that comes from your feelings. So when you set intentions, the power dynamic changes. All of a sudden, you're not following a plan for the sake of following a plan. You're doing it because it is going to change how you feel. And when I say, you know, set intentions from, you know, your core desired feelings, that is how you really want to feel. And I don't mean happy. I want to feel happy. I want to feel good. I mean, really, you know. Do you want to feel on fire? Do you want to feel turned on? Do you want to feel expansive or free? Do you want to feel light? Do you want to feel lighter than air? Or do you want, you know, do you want to feel grounded? Have you been feeling pretty lost over a Mercury retrograde? Do you need some clarity? Do you need to bring yourself back down to planet Earth and just feel more stable and secure? Really hone in into, you know, how you want to feel. And make sure that that intention is threaded throughout this plan going forward. And if at any point what you're doing doesn't feel right, it isn't. You need to really get on top of that and listen to that and just always move your body and your energy through a feeling that feels good. Okay? So meditate on how you want to feel in this new emerging, emerging, quickening. Oh, it's definitely time to wrap this podcast up because my words are all merging into one. I have too much to say. Um, 
So if you really meditate on this new emerging energy and how you want to feel, tap into that feeling every single day. Imagine what it's going to feel like to feel that way. And soon, you won't need to imagine anymore. Because this period is all about manifestation. And on that note, I wish you the best of luck and the kindest of journeys and the most beautiful adventure into this new cycle with your new plan. So namaste. Thank you so much for listening. And as always, always let me know what you thought of the podcast. And always, always, you know it, handle with care.